0: Welcome to season two of Demented and Unusual. Unlike last season, we will not be recording every week. If it happens to happen that way, cool, but. You
1: know, life. So. Yep. I got like 17 kids to take care of, so I ain't got time for that. What kids? I don't know. <laughs> they don't have to know I don't
0: have 17 kids. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So we will record when we can and also feel free to send us an email if you have any spooky stories that have happened to you and it doesn't necessarily have to be like something supernatural it could be some creepy stalker guy or some shit you know what I mean anyways we accept all kinds of spooks yes um or if there's somebody specific you want us to cover That's that's
1: always a possibility. We probably won't do it because we don't like y'all, but I'm just kidding. We love you guys.
0: I don't like anyone.
1: Well, okay, I like you guys. Subject
0: of today. (laughs) Andre Chikatilo. Butcher of Rostov. The Rostov Ripper. Born October 16th, 1936. Total kill count. Kristen.
1: Five million. No, I'm just kidding. He's got 53 confirmed... But he claims as many as 57. And I don't think y'all
0: remember, but he actually kind of ties into our first episode ever. He was who, um, what was his name? Uh, Petru- Alexander Petrushkin. Patushkin. He was who he aspired to be. Yeah.
1: Anyway. Which he is pretty inspiring. He inspired me, which is yeah. why we haven't been recording for a while. I had to do some time. <laughs> uh so he was born in yoblochnoye y- y- ukraine yoblochnoye yes it was said that he suffered from hydrocephalus uh when he was little which means water on the brain it caused urinary tract what is that That's not oh it's jalapeno flavored beef jerky called, it? um never tried it caused urinary tract problems as well as the inability to sustain an erection. But, he could ejaculate. So, you know, not all hard times. <laughs> I didn't mean for that pun to be there, but you know, yeah, hey, there. happy accident. He was also a chronic bedwetter. wetter, same
0: It's true, you should see
1: your sheets. Yeah. In the 30s, the Ukraine was the quote-unquote bread basket of the Soviet Union, and due to Stalin's policies at the time of Chikatila's birth, famine uh, was still in full effect, pretty much all over the population. And that led to a life of deprivation and hardship. The world's tiniest violin, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) 1941,
0: his mother told him that seven years prior, his brother Stefan, Mm -hmm had disappeared and they believed that he was kidnapped and eaten by starving neighbors
1: dang i just don't understand why you would tell your five-year-old this like they didn't even get paid for him like (laughs) that's what i'm mad about like damn you eat my son you're not even gonna pay me okay (laughs) and of
0: course you know things got worse for Chickatillo because the ussr entered world war ii against germany mm. and you know with war comes bomb raids and so on bombs over ukraine sorry and so his father roman impulsively enlisted and ended up getting captured and held as a prisoner and once he was free He was vilified and called a traitor for allowing the enemy to capture him because, you know, that's what people do. They're just like, hey, come get me. (laughs) And because of this, Chikatilo was bullied at school for his father's quote-unquote cowardice. That's
1: some bullshit. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Mm-hmm. Another reason he was ridiculed as a teenager was for his one sexual experience. One. One so far. Um, which later led to his violent sexual acts, so this kind of, like, scarred him for life, literally. It was said that when he was 11, or it's said that he uh, overpowered an 11-year-old girl, and while she was struggling, he ejaculated. Like, immediately. Yeah. So, he was like, oh, she's fighting me to try and get away. Oh, I just... (laughs) jizzed in <laughs> my pants. He did. He jizzed in his pants. He actually passed the entrance exam to Moscow State University, but his grades were not deemed good enough for acceptance. So, of course, Cicatillo blamed uh, his father's tainted war record, and he thought that they were just kind of... Taint. <laughs> taint. He thought that they were just kind of like ridiculing him even more but like discriminating yeah discriminating thank you but in reality like they were just students that performed better than he did so he, it was, you know his own fault that he didn't get in mm-hmm. and then in 1955 he enrolled in a vocational school with the goal of becoming a communications technician that same year he had his first serious relationship oh tell us about that Oh, sorry, she has a mouthful. (laughs) So on three different occasions, they had attempted intercourse, but of course he was unable to sustain an erection. So she broke up with him 18 months later, which is 17 months and three weeks longer than I would have stayed, but Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. So he completed his two years, are you done? Swallow. (laughs) He completed two years of his vocational (laughs) training and then relocated to the Nizhny Tagil to work on the long term construction project. And while he was there doing his training, he undertook correspondence courses in engineering with the Moscow Electrotechnical Institute of Communication.
0: He worked there for two years until he was drafted into the Soviet Army in
1: 1957. You scared me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: until 1960 he was in the army he was first assigned he was first assigned to (laughs) to serve with border guards in Central Asia then to a KGB communication unit in Berlin 1960 shortly before his military service ended he decided to join the communist
1: party of course he did
0: yes and after completing his service, he returned to live with his parents. Um, had another little fling that ended in like three months because he couldn't get it up. <laughs> and so she, you know, was like genuinely thinking like there was maybe something wrong with her. So she was asking friends for advice. And it basically just turned into a bunch of people making fun of him for being impotent.
1: Yeah, I would have made fun of him too.
0: And in later interviews, he said, Girls were going behind my back, whispering that I was Im- impotent. I was so ashamed. I tried to hang myself. My mother and some neighbors pulled me out of the noose.
1: Mm. Well, he survived. Yeah, obviously. Shocking. Mm. <laughs> 1960, he moved to uh, Rodionova, <laughs> a town near Rostov. Okay. And he became a telephone engineer. And his younger sister Tatiana actually moved with him and set him up on a date with a woman named Faina because Fayina. Faina. Anyways, I'm just kidding, I don't know. Not to be confused with anyway, <laughs> she says with a mouthful of meat. Because she was worried about how terribly he did with the opposite sex. So Faina and Andre married in 1963, and actually despite his lack of interest in sex and sexual ineptness, she managed to have two kids, a girl named Yudmila and a boy named Yuri. Yuri! <laughs> and this is like, I, I had to put this in here because it's just hilarious, so since he was unable to maintain an erection, they agreed that she would conceive by him ejaculating externally. And pushing the semen inside her with his fingers. I don't want your beef. It's not beef. What is it? Oh. Raisinette. I don't like raisins.
0: Whoa, well, you're gay. Yes, I am. And then in
1: 1964, oh, well, these are actually pretty good. Mmm, yeah. Chickantillo enrolled in Rostov Liberal, lib- Liberal <laughs> Arts <laughs> University. Where in
0: 1970, he got degrees in Russian Literature engineering, and Marxism and Lenicism.
1: Leninism. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Leninism. Okay. Now, yeah.
0: crime time. Dun-dun.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, sort of. That was 1971. What
0: Became a teacher and had to move from school to school after receiving many complaints regarding voyeurism and indecent assaults on students of both genders. He would actually, like, look at kids um, using the restroom, like, through the stalls and, like, play with himself and shit. Ew. I would have, like, I would have fought that guy. Like, deadass. ass. I'm gonna cut off his people. For real, though. And then, um, 1972, he was put in charge of a boy's dormitory because that's a fucking brilliant idea. Mm-hmm. Where he was caught trying to fillet a sleeping boy, which, if you don't know what that means, he was sticking his wiener in his mouth, the boy's wiener in his mouth.
1: Yeah, he was turning a little sucky sucky.
0: And subsequently, a bunch of the seniors beat the shit out of him, which you know was well deserved. Yeah. And that resulted to Chicotillo being all afraid and carrying a knife.
1: I, mean, I carry knives, but not because I'm afraid. In May 1973. He um, was in some sort of body of water and swam toward the 15 year old girl and groped her breasts and genitals and then ejaculated as she struggled to get away. Which is, you know, kind of his thing, apparently. I'm not laughing
0: at him assaulting her. I'm laughing at the fact that he just splooched in a pool or whatever. Yeah.
1: Pearl diving. Oh my god. Anyways. Months later, he was he sexually assaulted another teenage girl who he actually had locked in his classroom. Like, this is not a man you want around children. For real, though. And it's also said that fellow teachers observed him fondling himself in the presence of his students, too. This was gross. But. 22
0: 1978. The year I was born. No, I'm just kidding. Shut up. <laughs> I feel like I'm old as shit. Nine-year-old girl, Yelena, Lena Zakotanova. assaulted while walking home from an ice skating rink. He took her to a house that he had actually secretly purchased and then attempted to rape her, but then, you know, couldn't because he can't keep a fucking Woody to save his life. <laughs> so instead, he strangled her, and then stabbed her three times to achieve an orgasm. Two days later, the police found her body in nearby Grishvekka
1: River. <laughs> He's a three-pump chump. Three-pump
0: chump. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't. It.
1: A man named Alexander Kravchenko, that's my couch, <laughs> She's got the beef farts. Ew. Uh, a man do. named Alexander Kravchenko was arrested, tried, and actually executed for the death of Zakatanova after confessing under duress. So apparently he was, like, a mentally ill individual <laughs> that, like...
0: duress.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm dumb. Anyways. Anyways. Um there were a lot of eyewitness accounts and evidence against chikatilo but his wife gave an ironclad alibi basically said he's been with me all day and kravchenko had a previous rape charge
0: oh by the way in case y'all don't know what duress means it's pretty much the police forced it out of him
1: yeah anyways continue okay continuing (laughs) so after this murder Um, was actually only able to achieve sexual arousal and orgasm by stabbing and slashing. So, you know, it's awesome. Great trend going on there. Uh, he did say that the urge to relive the experience overwhelmed him, and he stressed that initially he did struggle to resist the urges. I don't believe that.
0: I don't either. I think he just wanted to, like, have some sort of, like, humanity to him. Yeah
1: feel sorry for me. I tried to resist. I'm sick.
0: 1981. He lost his job at the mining school and due to the child abuse allegations, it was near impossible for him to find another teaching position. Near impossible should not be what it says. It should say impossible. But anyways. Yeah.
1: And not after three years. I know, for real though. (laughs) He took a job as a clerk at a raw materials factory in Rostov.
0: So September 3rd, 1981, 17-year-old Larissa Kachenko, mm-hmm, he approached her while she was waiting for a bus to go back to her boarding school, again was not successful in his attempted rape and in a fit of rage, began to beat her in the head with his fists. When she started to scream, he filled her mouth with dirt and strangled her. Afterwards. He mutilated her by biting off her nipples and eating them, where, again, he was able to achieve climax. And if I'm not mistaken, this all kind of happened by chance, like the whole mutilating by biting off her nipples. He actually forgot to carry his knife that day, and since he couldn't stab her, he just decided to bite her nipples off.
1: But why, like, that's gotta be, like, the chewiest part of the body, though. I know,
0: like, I don't know. Uh, I mean...
1: I don't recommend eating nipples, people. I
0: don't know, I mean, I kind of have an obsession with... Tony's nipples sometimes so I guess I could kind of see the urge to want to just mess with nipples
1: I am now covering my chest <laughs> <laughs>
0: I can't see
1: your nipples <laughs> You want to? Uh, Six twelve, June 12, 1982 13 year old Ryobov Viruk was abducted when returning from a shopping trip to uh, Donskoy. They were walking along the same path, and he tackled her to the ground, drug her to some nearby undergrowth, ripped off her clothes, and then decided to stab and slash her to death. Medical examiners said she had 22 stab wounds to her eyes, head, chest, pelvis, and neck. As a result of the warm climate, her body was almost a skeleton when it was found two weeks later. Fucking two weeks. That's That's How
0: hot does it have to fucking be there, dude? Pretty hot.
1: Ugh. So,
0: between then and December 11th, 1982, he killed probably about five or six more people. Yeah, five. Um, including maybe, his first male victim yeah, during that time. I was about to say including his first male victim who happened to only be a tender fucking nine years old. Wow. Ugh. So, December 11th, 1982, ten-year-old Olga... Whatever the fuck. (laughs) While riding a bus to her parents' home, Chikatilo persuaded Olga to leave the bus with him. He lured
1: her her
0: into a (laughs) cornfield, then stabbed her in excess of 50 times around her head and body, ripped open her chest, and excised her lower bowel and uterus. Ugh. Many victims during this time had evidence of mutilation to the eye sockets. He would gouge them
1: out with his knife. Wow. Yeah. So, we're going to talk about the police investigation for just a second. January of 1983. So far, only four victims had been tentatively linked to the same killer. The Moscow police team was sent in... Um, to investigate what they later named Operation Forest Path, because a lot of these victims were found kind of like off the beaten path near like railways and train stations and things. You're a beaten path. <laughs> I'll beat your path. Oh my. <laughs> Due to the sheer savagery of the murders and the precision of the eviscerations, police theorized that the killings were being conducted either by a group harvesting organs to sell for transplant, a satanic cult. Satanists don't do that. Yeah. We're friendly. Or a mentally ill individual. Yeah. Which, you know, I wouldn't think a mentally ill individual would have that precision. But I'm not a police officer in Russia, so I don't know. It was actually a bear. Mm. Yes. (laughs) A circus-trained bear riding a little unicycle. Wearing a Sherlock Holmes hat, doing all this investigating. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyways. I imagine he with like a wooden pipe, and when he blows into it, bubbles come out. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Uh, his next victim. June of 1983. 15-year-old Laura Sarkissian was a uh, runaway from Armenia. And actually, he was cleared of this murder at his trial. Um, but he he did end up doing it so he confessed to killing her or killing an armenian girl in the early summer of 1983 but he couldn't identify her picture when they showed it to him then how would he know she's armenian i got like i think they had talked on a train or something and, he, and she was like oh i'm running away from armenia anyways but the timing physical description of the victim and the clothing, the location of the remains, like, all of these matched, but since he couldn't identify the picture, they couldn't, like, frame him, or they couldn't charge <laughs> him with the murder. Next victim. Oh, Jesus, Morty, hi. Okay, I have a cat sitting on my chest now. Uh, July of 1983. Thirteen-year-old Irina Dunikova. Uh she was a mentally handicapped student who Chikatilo actually knew, and uh, 24-year-old Ludmila Kuziuba was a homeless mother of
0: two. So between then and December 27, 1983, they killed four more people, or three more people rather. Four. Four more people. And on December 27, 1983, he killed 14-year-old Sergei Markov, who suffered over 70 knife wounds to his neck and upper torso before being eviscerated.
1: Mm. Yeah. Mm.
0: And then he killed two more people. And on March 24, 1984, 10-year-old Dmitry... Chesnovic um was Chisnovic. actually whatever <laughs> was actually the first time the police found evidence several witnesses gave detailed descriptions of Chicotillo and police actually found a footprint semen and saliva samples mm. mm-hmm. that was my foot sorry if y'all heard that <laughs> so his next murder in May of 84 was actually a double murder 29 29 year old 29. (laughs) 29 year old former mistress Tatiana Petrosian and her 10 year old daughter Svetlana um so Svetlana saw Chikatilo murder her mother and before he chased her and killed her with a hammer she was decapitated
1: hmm That made no sense. Before he chased her, wait, yeah. So he chased her, killed her with a hammer, and then he decapitated her. There you go. I just wrote that incorrectly. So five more murders until August seventh, nineteen eighty-four. That's my tit. Um, (laughs) seventeen-year-old Ludmila Alexeyeva. very popular name she, yes she suffered 39 slash wounds before he mutilated and disemboweled her and what's crazy about this one is that he intentionally in sorry inflicted wounds that he knew wouldn't be immediately fatal so like he wanted her to suffer why are we listening to tom petty i don't know Anyway, it's giving me all the feels though so he had, whoa, one, two, two more victims before August 28th, 1984, which is when he strangled 11 year old Alexander Chuppel, uh, and then castrated him and gouged his eyes out. Mm-hmm. Awesome. September 13th,
0: 1984. Chikatilo was seen by two undercover detectives trying to talk to a young woman at a bus station. They followed him and found him committing acts of sexual or acts of frauderism, frauderism, which is rubbing one's pelvic area against a non-consenting person for sexual pleasure. (laughs) He was arrested when he arrived to the city's central market. During the search, they found an 8-inch knife, several lengths of rope, and a jar of Vaseline. Mm. They also found out that he was under investigation for minor theft from a previous employer, which gave investigators the legal right to hold him for a prolonged period of time. Once the police learned of his history with children and his secret junk house, they thought he might actually be the killer they were looking for. So, they took blood samples to compare to the AB sample that they had previously found, but learned that his blood type was, in fact, A. And oddly enough, the lieutenant gave him back his knife and other items, and, of course, they got lost. <laughs> and since they had insufficient
1: evidence, he was free. Lame. Very lame. He was later charged with stealing offenses and was sentenced to one year in prison, and he was kicked out of the Communist Party. But he was released December 12, 1984, after serving only three months. Lame. Let's see. October 1984, the head of the Russian police, Russian public prosecutor's office, formally linked 23 of the murders into one case and dropped all the charges against the, the individuals who had previously confessed under duress. So, basically, they had all these cases that they didn't think were connected and all of these mentally ill youth had like confessed. And so they, you know, dropped all the charges once they found out it was just the one killer. December of 84, he got a new job at a locomotive factory in Novotyrkosk. And the very next year, the killings began again. So, shut up. Oh
0: my god. He kills two people in August of 85. And then in November of 85, the investigation expanded to 15 procurators, 29 detectives. It's kind of a lot of people. Yeah. Known murders were reinvestigated, and a psychiatrist was brought in to consult. Which was a first in the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. Dr. Alexander Bukhanovsky? Novsky? Bukhanovsky. Mm-hmm. I can't speak Russian. <laughs> <laughs> wrote a 65 page psychological profile. 65 fucking pages, dude? He wrote a book on him. Yeah. I wonder how many pages <sighs> they reside on me. God.
1: Anyways, just. got a page for you. <laughs> oh my. I don't know what that was supposed to mean. <laughs>
0: describing the killer as a reclusive man aged between 45 to 50 years old who endured a painful and isolated childhood, a man who was incapable of flirting or courtship with women, average intelligence, likely to be married and to have fathered children, but also a sadist who suffered from impotence. (laughs) According to the psychiatrist, the murders themselves were an analog to the sexual intercourse that individual was incapable of performing and his knife became the substitute for his penis which failed to function (laughs) normally i mean they kind of nailed him right on the head
1: head Uh -uh. (laughs) i can't get it up so i'm just gonna use this knife to stab you do you feel me and tell you? <laughs> just a tip, just to see how it feels. Uh, I'm all open in them guts. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Anyways, we shouldn't be uh, joking about that. August of 86. 18-year-old Irina Pogoreleva Loa was a court secretary who disappeared in, on August 11th. Her body was found on August 18th, and it bore the same mutilations as other Chikatilo victims, both before and after 1986. He originally denied killing her, but at his trial insisted that he did. And then he had three more over the next few months. Uh, April 1988, he killed an unidentified woman between the ages of 22 and 28. Her hands were bound behind her back. Dirt was stuffed in her mouth. He severed her nose and inflicted numerous knife wounds to her neck, and then bludgeoned her to death with a slab of concrete. Like, that's literally overkill. For real.
0: (laughs) Two more deaths go by, and then March 1st, 1989, he dismembered 16 year old Tatiana Rizova. And then three more deaths go by until August 28th. 1989 where 10 year old Alexei Kobotov mm-hmm. was buried in a shallow grave in a nearby cemetery that poor boy
1: yeah so because a lot of these bodies were discovered close to railway stations investigators assigned a lot of plainclothed cops to discreetly film and photograph passengers on the train Throughout the area hoping that they would like you know find a victim uh, talking to someone and they can you know connect it somehow and several of the trains were also fitted with hidden cameras and then December 14th 1990 11 year old boy Andre Kravchenko was extensively stabbed and emasculated he had his penis and testicles removed it's intense, y'all. That is intense. But I thought that was in January. What did I say? December? Oh, I'm sorry. I meant December. I meant January fourteenth, nineteen ninety. March seventh, nineteen ninety. Ten-year-old
0: Yaroslav Mukharov was found missing his tongue and sexual organs.
1: Mm, he was going through some shit
0: during those three months. For real, though. He was angry. Two murders later. August 14th 1990 eleven year old Ivan Foman was found stabbed 42 times mm. 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 October 17th 1990 16 <laughs> year old Vadim Grimov was mentally handicapped um, happened to vanish while riding a train found strangled, stabbed 27 times castrated. Tip of the tongue severed and left eye stabbed.
1: Oh my God. Sorry. Uh, so what would turn out to be like the beginning of the downfall? October thirtieth, nineteen ninety. Six-year-old Victor Tishchenko. Um, he was a fighter. He actually fought um, Chikatilo off pretty hard and uh, bit and broke his finger but eventually he didn't make it but you know he did he fought pretty hard and got some damage in on Chicatillo. so and then the very next month November 6th 1990 22 year old Svetlana Korostik was a homeless woman that he lured into some I love this song I love the name Svetlana Svetlana anyways Um, He lured her into the woods and did his thing, but when he returned to the railway platform, one of the undercover officers noticed him, and his coat actually had grass and soil stains on the elbows, he had kind of like a small red smear on his cheek, and what appeared to be a wound on his finger, so the officer stopped him and was like, hey, what's going on? Uh, Checked his papers, but he really didn't have anything to arrest him on. When he got back to the office, he filed a routine report, and he did mention uh, that he stopped Chikatilo and what he observed and everything. And then uh, Korostik's body was found on November 13th, and police decided that they were gonna investigate Chikatilo because he'd been seen with like a red blood smear on his cheek and this lady was found dead. So they were like, hmm, maybe. November 14,
0: 1990, Chikatilo was placed under surveillance. Over the next 6 days, they observed him approaching lone women or children on buses or trains and engaging them in conversations. By the 20th, they had Chikatilo. They had seen Chikatilo leave his house with a large jar filled with beer. He attempted to make contact with children he met on the way. After leaving a cafe, he was arrested by four plainclothes officers. Jacotilla claimed that the police were mistaken. A strip search revealed that he had a <laughs> wounded finger, <laughs> which was concluded to be from a human bite.
1: Because, yes, it takes a strip search to find a wounded finger. They wanted to see his wiener and all they... its impotent glory.
0: <laughs> His finger bone was broken, and his fingernail was bitten off, and he never sought
1: medical treatment for it. I know another bone of his that was broken. I don't know why I'm just imagining him, like, sitting there, like, flicking it. Like, come on. Come on. Oh, my God. Oh, if you guys could only be inside my head right now. So, Chikatilo was held inside a cell at the KGB headquarters with a police informer who was instructed to engage Chikatilo in conversation and pretty much get any information he could out of him november 21st 1990 the formal questioning begins mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they are all wearing like suits and ties and like it was very formal and as as suit and tie... <laughs> the strategy was to make chikatilo believe that he was mentally ill and needed medical uh medical help so they were hoping that Or they were trying to get him to, like, have hope that if he confessed, he wouldn't be prosecuted by reason of insanity. But without a confession, the case was extremely circumstantial. By Soviet law,
0: they could only hold Chikatilo for 10 days before either charging or releasing him. A major reason he was not convicted the first time he was arrested was because his saliva sample indicated type A blood, but the semen was type AB. Upon second testing it, It was found that his blood and saliva were type A, and his semen was type AB.
1: That's insane. That really is. That's like, he must have absorbed his twin in utero or something, because that doesn't happen very often.
0: November 29th, 1990. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Ooh, waffles. Oh my god, Mm waffles. Dr. Bukanovsky was... Invited to assist in the questioning of Chickatillo. He read extracts from his sixty-five page book (laughs) and within two hours Chickatillo had burst into tears and confessed to the doctor that he was
1: guilty. (laughs) What? You know that's like an intense psychological profile when like you get the guy to admit and like burst into tears, like okay yes, it was me, fuck. (laughs) Just stop! You're so right about me. Just don't tell me I went to bed. <laughs> and he actually, uh, Chikatilo gave a full, detailed description of each murder on the list of charges. That's fifty-three. Ugh. He even drew a rough sketch of various crime scenes, indicating the positions of the bodies and various landmarks nearby. He stated that he would regularly sit or squat beside the victim until their hearts had stopped beating, adding that their, quote, cries, the blood, and the agony gave me relaxation and a certain pleasure. Squat is such a weird word.
0: (laughs) Squat. Squat.
1: Squat. Squat. (laughs) When asked why
0: early victims had their eyes removed and later victims simply had their eyes stabbed, he said it was because of an old Russian superstition. The image of a murderer is left imprinted upon the eyes of the victim. In later years, he convinced himself that it was only an old wives' tale. <laughs> so he often tasted the blood of his victims to which he stated he felt chills and shook all over. I don't know why song. I was like shaking I myself was too. as I said that. <laughs> <laughs> he confessed to tearing at the victim's genitalia Lips, nipples, and tongues with his teeth. In several instances, he would cut or bite off the tongue. I don't know why that made my mouth water. <laughs> There's something wrong with me. Anyways, he also admitted that he chewed. What?
1: He had chewed. Chewed! <laughs> stupid, y'all.
0: <laughs> he also admitted that he chewed upon the excised uterus and testicles of many victims, but later discarded the body parts. He did swallow some nipples and tongues, though.
1: Mmm. Shoot. <laughs> Shoot. Shoot. <laughs> it didn't even mark it as a, as a wrong word. Oh, fucking A. What the a. fuck does shoe mean? I don't anyways know. So, he actually ended up confessing to three additional murders, which police couldn't verify. They were committed in and around the city of Shakti between 1980 and 1982. Shorty, I don't know why I read it, shorty the first time. Uh, Police couldn't match the description to any missing persons or locate any remains. So, he just kind of confessed to three for no reason. November 30th, 1990... He was formally charged with 34 murders, which he confessed to. Murders? Murders. I like you said, murders. (laughs) Murders. 34 murders. Anyways, (laughs) because I'm so ghetto. Shut up. Over the following days, he confessed to a further 22, which had not been connected to the case. Oh, fuck. So they were still thinking 22 different people committed these 22 different murders. And he was like, no, it was me.
0: August 20, 1991, he was transferred to the Serbsky Institute in Moscow, Moscow. to undergo a 60-day psychiatric evaluation. Senior psychiatrist, Andrei Kachenko found that he did suffer from various psychological problems, which he attributed to prenatal brain damage, but concluded that he was fit to stand trial. Said he was suffering from borderline personality disorder
1: with sadistic features. Eee, who isn't? I mean, I'm not.
0: Yeah, no, not me. What the fuck? No, well <laughs> <laughs> So anyways. April of ninety two. Oh, that's a few days before I was born. Two
1: weeks you were born.
0: Chickatella was brought to trial. And charged with 53 counts of murders and 5 counts of sexual assault against minors. Finally. Back when he was a fucking creepy ass teacher. Yeah. He was kept in an iron cage during trial to keep him apart from the relatives of the victims. He was referred to in the media as the maniac. His behavior in court ranged from bored to manic, singing and talking gibberish. At one point, he even dropped his trousers and waved his genitals at the crowd. I just imagined for fucking forgetting Sarah Marshall. I have a surprise
1: for you. <laughs> 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 Make it clap. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh. I just thought it was funny. I put dropped his trousers. <laughs> trousers. Anyways, October, yes, October 14th, 1992. He was found guilty of 52 of the 53 murders and sentenced to death for each offense. He was also found guilty of the five counts of sexual assault. Good. Yeah. Um, so the one that he wasn't found guilty of was the Armenian runaway that we've uh. talked about. Uh, He was sentenced to death plus 86 years. So your ghost has to be time. Yeah. We're just going to leave you in there even after you die. For 86 years. Yeah, because you're going to fucking rot in here. Good. (laughs) On Valentine's Day of 1994, how romantic. (sighs) Chickatilla was taken from his death row cell to a soundproof room and executed with a single gunshot behind his right ear. And he is buried in an unmarked grave at the prison cemetery. Fun facts. Yeah. Soviet official ideology was that serial
0: murder was impossible in a communist society.
1: <laughs> How did that work out for you, Russia?
0: The subject of our very first episode, Alexander Petrushkin, was inspired by Chipotillo. Which mm-hmm. is something, you know, I said earlier because I was just so excited about it. Yes. That's honestly why I picked this guy. I was like, oh my god, going would be our first
1: episode back. And he's pretty hot.
0: Ugh. I'm just kidding, he no, is not, he's not at all.
1: No. Google him.
0: Anyways. It's pretty funny
1: to see him in the cage in the trial. <laughs>
0: Freakingcage.com.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds kinky. <laughs> <laughs> You're not responsible if you go to that website.
0: I have no idea what's on there. I just heard it in Dude, Where's My Car? Anyways, (laughs) stay creepy. Toodles.